I'm dying, Jake. <coughs> I'm dying. Do tell. I have a cold. That's all. Oh. Ah, that's kind of a kind of a letdown. I yeah. thought you were dying. Yeah. I. You think when the spring comes, it's it's summer, it's it's warming up, it's sunny, but no, Monday, Monday and Tuesday, Pocatello got two feet dumped on it, two feet of snow. It was a complete snow apocalypse hmm. this week. Well, if I wanted to uh, outdo you on on situa- weather-based situations, I could tell you of the three flat tires I've had in a week on the top of a snowy mountain. But I won't, because I'm, I'm fed up with it. I never want to think about tires ever again. It's, it's been a nightmare. I have not had fun. Hey, hey, we don't have to talk about tires if you don't We don't have to talk about tires. I'm, I'm just saying, whatever your snowpocalypse was... It, it, it paled in comparison to the trials and tribulations I had to go through this week. Okay, you know, moving on. Let's go to a more relaxing, uh, calm topic. Uh, something that something that uh, eases your eases your mind. Mustache. Huh? Mustache, McLean. Oh, Jake has one of those now. No, I've always had one, uh, other than that brief time. A year ago when, okay, I, when sure. I shaved everything off for a while because I, I had come to the conclusion, which I still believe, by the way, that beards are a for misguided beards. It was completely accurate that beards are for complete degenerates. And then I realized I didn't look good without facial hair, so I begrudgingly grew it back. It was I had to eat. You have to be an old man day. to have a beard. You gotta earn the beard. Yeah, it was a terrible day. It was a terrible day. If you're day. an this Arctic explorer, out. you can grow a beard. But if you're a twenty year old GameStop employee, no beard. You gotta earn it. Right, but a couple weeks ago, I'm looking. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, you know, the beard. It, I, 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 I could do the mustache. The mustache has come in enough. I always had assumed, McLean, that you know, uh, it's because of uh, the scar on my lip. I assumed I really couldn't grow the mustache in very well. Assumed it wouldn't look good. I had never tried it though, so you know, I, I do a little shaving. I do a little shaving. I'm very pleased to report that the mustache it kind of works. Kind of works. I'm undecided. There ain't no, like, wimpy millennial thing where it's, like, the super close cut. Because for whatever reason, even though facial hair is back in style, it's, like, super closely cropped facial hair. It's, uh, I don't know. It's very weird. I don't like it. It bugs me. But the good old classic, like, handlebar mustache kind of thing. Not not like yours, where, 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 where you have it, like, going... You're trying to do, like, the biker look thing, whatever that is? What's that supposed and to mean? I've had this mustache for going down. almost a year, Jake. <coughs> I'm, I'm more a proponent. Don't die. I'm shaking my fist at you right now. I'm shaking my fist. I'm just saying the edges of the mustache should go up and not down. That's just my, you know, my, my perennial theory. But I'm just, uh... Very pleased to report that I don't have to have an ugly mass of um, disgusting hair on my chin anymore. Good for you, Jake. It's, uh, it's, it's that kind of thing. Now your your weak chin is uh, is <laughs> visible for all the world to see. I don't have a weak chin. Yeah, you gotta grow the mustache long enough to where it can cover up your jawline. But anyway, McLean, I realized though, you know, I had all these thoughts about. And I'm so glad I can uh, shave again because I really like shaving. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad sure. to have the, the, the mustache on the old upper lip, this big, thick thing, you know. It's uh, But then I realized, the more I sat there and thought about it, 
It was just affirming my masculinity. That's all I was trying to do with that there, right? That's all uh, I was doing. That there. makes a lot of sense. It's just the, the societal um, image that a mustache is something a man has, right? And that's just, it's gobbledygook. It's nonsense, McLean. There's nothing that men do, really, that's valid. Anything a man does is, like, automatically discredited because he's doing it just to prove that he's a man. And men and women are false binary of categories. And so um, you should stop eating that hamburger, McLean. Yep. All you're doing is affirming your uh, your your masculinity. Carol J. Adams. There we go. There it is. Oh, Jake, you there? Ah, uh, I'm. I'm. You I'm cut out, and all I heard was static. Like the moment you said her name. Uh, are you? Can you hear me? No, I got you now. <laughs> okay. So uh, I I have three of my Carol books here in front of me. I'm. I haven't really read any of them, like, thoroughly. I've, I've skimmed them. I'm just, I'm gonna pick one out of the stack. We're gonna do a little eeny, meeny, miny, mo here, alright? We're gonna, we're gonna roll the dice, try our luck, and pull a random one. Here we go. Alright. There's no real good choice with, in this one. We're going with neither man nor beast. Feminism and the defense of animals. Uh, Jake, let me stop you there. I don't got all day, okay? Can we... Just do it, but do it fast. You're on the time for what is with you lately, McLean? What I'm whatever I'm happened to the good man. old days of Westbros when we'd go four hours into the night discussing beef and beer? Oh, oh what a shame those days are gone. If only if only we could capture the magic. Where 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 do you have to be in such a hurry? Alright. Well, maybe for the sake of brevity, I'm gonna look at the uh, table of contents here, alright? And we're gonna, we're gonna skip maybe around and find... Some, some choice cuts of the book. Oh! Oh! Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. That's, I'm <laughs> Oh, sorry. I forgot about this, actually. I forgot about this. This is a used copy. The, the previous owner, maybe they were reading it for some terrible college class, but the previous owner scribbled all of her, like, agreements with the text in the book. Like, uh, she'll just underline random phrases and write, no S, or like, F yeah, or ugh yes. Yeah, woo! But, um, she only did it for, like, the first two chapters, and then it kind of tapers off and she didn't touch the rest of the book. <laughs> I like to think yeah. she slowly realized. Yeah, me too. She's like, yeah, well, she, she started out like F yeah, yeah, woo, yeah, pornography and mean, and then, then uh, she gets in chapter two and three and is like, well, well, hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this eating okay, women. This, this I don't, paragraph. Absent reverend. Paragraph. I don't, I don't. Paragraph in the first chapter. Um. Until the 50s, there was no idea of the basic food groups: milk quote-unquote meat, vegetable, fruit. Before that, flesh and dairy industries spent millions of dollars in advertisements that advised us to, quote, eat more meat and, quote, drink more milk. You see, McClay, before the 50s, before the advertising, Americans didn't eat meat and drink milk. This was invented by, by the evil... Big, you know, big meat and big milk. You remember Edward J. Meat, who invented the concept back in 1947. 
According to the Meat Institute, the years from 1938 to 1956 saw a declining rate of corpse consumption. Wait a time out. Hold on. Hold on on a second. What happened? You just said that they didn't. You just said they didn't eat meat until then. And then you now said you're they it was declining. So they were eating meat before then. Uh, during the years of World War II, Americans didn't eat a lot of meat. I wonder why that was. Huh. What? Huh. Oh, rationing! That's right. Huh. <laughs> and then you had supply yeah. chains. Anyway. Uh, but with the introduction of the food groups, it's often cast as an important nutritional device created to aid people, but it's clear that the dairy and flesh industries were alarmed by the instability of their market. Working closely with the USDA, they reduced the number of food groups and allotted greater space to their specific products, but claim the meat industry created the food pyramid. It all makes sense. You know, the, uh, <clears throat> the the guidelines that told us to eat less meat and less dairy and eat more carbohydrates. The uh, meat industry came up with that one. <laughs> Carol! Anyway, I uh, the lady who wrote this now. book... The lady, one, uh, the lady uh, underlined that entire paragraph and then scrawl in all caps, NUTRITION AS PART OF CAPITALISM! <laughs> 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 oh, college! It breaks your brain. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a what a healthy, happy mindset to live with. My goodness, this is just the same. She just writes the same book over and over. I, ye cats, Carol. Yeah, the whole first chapter about eating animals is just sexual politics and meat all over again. <coughs> it's just the exact same book. What Carol the- was never known for her. Uh, how might we say concise writing? Oh, oh well, hey, here's a here's a here's a quote. You know how Carol's a good uh, good Christian. Uh, you know, wrote that prayers for animals book, married to a reverend. The Bible says that all of nature, including woman, exists for man. Man is invited to subdue the earth and have dominion over every living thing on it. All of which is said to exist to you for meat. Woman is created to be man's helper. This captures well, a myth. Western civilization's on. primary answer to the philosophical question of man's place in nature. Everything that is resource... Everything that is is resource for man's exploitation. With this worldview, men see with arrogant eyes, which organize everything seen with reference to them side. Blah, blah, blah. Carol, blah, what blah, year blah, do you blah, think blah. it is? <laughs> Do you think we're living in caveman times where we go over and bonk women on the head? (laughs) Drag them back to the cave. Woman, fix meat. Uh, Rape culture exhibits how women occupy the area of being neither man nor beast. Meat advertisements contribute to rape culture. Consider this image. It's a, it's a, like a billboard. It's like one of those, uh, board signs that you would write on with chalk outside of a restaurant and says chicken is better than that chick who said she would die for you the chicken actually died for you chicken is your true lover <laughs> it's in like australia or something it's a dumb joke but consider this image it reminds me of a meme circulating on social media called chicken now Permission. this reminds me of a meme <laughs> it shows. Wait, hold on, I have my meat eater memes here. Let me pull them up. 
it shows a meal of chicken parmesan and next to it a chicken saying, yeah, okay, sure, go ahead. Now, one activist labeled this kind of image as suicide food and devoted a website to providing examples. I see it as part of rape culture in the way that it employs the concept uh, we're doing of it consent. Again, huh? We really now, are. We really the- are back at it. <laughs> Deep into the carol, what are the challenges for prosecuting rapists besides the backlog of running rape kids is that consent is determined from the point of view of the rapist and not the rape victim. Meat eaters like to believe that their victims have consented to their deaths. Really just diving right in, right off the top. What in the holy hell are you talking about, woman? I know every time I eat a steak, every time I eat a steak, in my head I'm thinking, yeah, the cow walked up to the butcher and asked to have his head cut. That's exactly how that happened. Carol! You live in a deluded fantasy world, woman. Nothing you think actually maps onto reality in any way, shape, or form. What are you doing with your life? Carol, let me explain this to you. Men and women like each other and like to fornicate with one another, okay? Ooh. Humans, that that's men and women, they like to eat animals, so they will kill them and eat them. That's it. That's that's all that's going on. That's 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 it. There's nothing deeper than that. It's just that. Uh, McClain, during the 1993 E. coli scare, in which at least two children died as a result of undercooked meat and many more became sick, the focus of debate was not why are we eating dead bodies, but it was how should we cook the dead bodies. E. coli, E. coli, where is that most commonly found? Oh, right, it's most commonly found in plant products. (laughs) Carol, now I hate to sound curt, harsh, um... Two children died? Is that it? I I mean, I understand. Tragedy, for sure. However, not exactly a large enough number to cause widespread panic, I feel. Or to warrant widespread panic. E. coli is most commonly in, like, spinach, like, peanut butter, that kind of stuff. That's usually where you hear of it. I think if two people died from undercooked meat... Uh, that is not reason enough for human society to get together and say, hey, how about we never never consume meat again? That product that we've been eating for ever, uh, I don't think we should touch it again. Because sometimes... Vegetarians around the country server, right? listened with ears that heard repeated evidence for the need to abandon eating flesh. Corpse eaters listened with anxiety for assurance that they could continue to eat flesh. Not surprisingly, the dominant culture determined the focus of the debate. New labels to appear on all dead flesh warned of the need to cook dead bodies completely before consuming them. If the labels were accurate, they would say, warning, this is a dead body, recently executed. The decaying process has already begun. You do not need to eat bodies to stay healthy. Reduce your risk of getting sick. And boycott this product and choose vegetarian. <laughs> I just imagine walking through the meat market. I pick up a steak and that's what's plastered on the front of it. <laughs> huh. All right. All right. We're, we're going to super skim this book. Uh, I'm just going to skip to interesting looking chapters. All right. Oh, um, abortion rights and animal rights. <laughs> yeah, you can't kill animals. What? Uh, what? Kill animals. 
Is, is she okay. going to say, like, oh, they won't kill babies, but they'll kill animals? Is that it? A bumper sticker I've seen in various parts of the country asks, How come, America, we break for the animals, we save the seals that protect the whales, but we murder our unborn children? I know this angry viewpoint of anti-abortion activists. It's greeted me in radio interviews, letters to editors, and in pages of various public... I wonder why. I wonder why that's a common thing people bring up. I wonder why when you say, We can't kill animals, but we can't kill babies. I wonder why people have a problem with that. It's this weird thing Carol does, where she notices something. She doesn't explain why it's bad. She just assumes that you already know that it is bad. It's like, can you believe they're saying this? Yes, Carol, yes I can. It's time to say clearly what the difference is between a human fetus and animals to enunciate the politics of abortion rights in animal defense. Alright. <laughs> so, the fetus is a human being to be created and grown by a woman if she chooses to do so, but the choice has already been made for the other animals. They've already been born. So a fetus's dependency on the pregnant woman, since the fetus is internal and part of the woman, does not obtain for the other animals once born. So because the baby isn't born yet, you can kill it. Yes. Because it's it's my, you can choose to kill All the right. baby. All right, because Carol. It's in your body, but you can't kill the animal because it's already been born. So it's too late to choose that. Follow up, so, Carol. But omelets. <laughs> what are our thoughts? No, McLean. The chicken didn't choose to give you her eggs. Oh, is this See, like a Peter Singer thing? Um, <laughs> This is the problem when your entire view of morality rests entirely on subjectivism. It doesn't cohere. It doesn't make sense. You end up justifying absolutely horrendous, horrific things, Carol. Maybe maybe you should pay a little more attention in church if you if you actually go. I know your husband's at well, yeah, I guess they're mostly talking about uh, Black Lives Matter over there, so maybe you won't learn much. But maybe between the lines they might accidentally read part of the Bible to you. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you get bored, you start to skim through the book. Who knows? <coughs> Although maybe, I don't know. For, for, <laughs> you might have replaced all the hymnals with uh, Antifa pamphlets or something. I'm a vegan cowboy. <laughs> That's what they sing. Hold on, I'm, I'm feeling a hard-boiled egg. I'm, I've been eating breakfast this whole time while I'm talking to you. <laughs> It's Easter, you know? You gotta eat eggs on Easter. What do you think Carol does on Easter? What do you think she hunts for? What do you, what do you think? You can't go hiding eggs in the yard, because that's that's like a no. cruel mockery. Even if they're the plastic ones, yeah, yeah. that's like a cruel well, no, hold mockery. Hold on, hold on. Is a plastic egg not a vegan egg? A just egg, perhaps? Well, this is the shape of an egg. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, he gets self-determination for women and other animals. The sentience of fetus and of animals are not similar. He, this woman has to create the most convoluted trail of logic to to get out of get out of this little jam of how she likes abortion and won't eat animals. It's just convoluted. No, no, it's different, guys. It's different. The moral difference of abortion rights and animal rights. <laughs> 
Man, she's got to just bend over backwards to try to explain this. What it comes down to is she, subjectively, believes that a human life has no worth. It's the old Peter Singer thing. Like, if it's not sentient, if it's not aware of its own existence yet, then you can kill it. You can kill it. It's just the Peter Singer thing. Oh, now she's... <laughs> She's comparing, like, embryos of humans and, and like, monkeys or something to be like, see, they're, they're kind of similar, so, like, you, you know, it's not even really like you're killing a human. <laughs> oh, Carol. What? Wait, so it's like you're killing a monkey? The argument about non-being reveals the subjective male stance. No, no, in that argument, see, she's saying, well, actually, you you say that it, the fetus is an actual human, but it doesn't really look like a human at this early stage of development, so how can you say that? Well, yeah, but... What the hell? But... But you said it looks like... A, what? It's, a com it's so completely, absolutely incomprehensible, these people. The uh, the abortion people. It's like, you can't draw... There's no line they can actually draw. It doesn't... None of it makes sense. Unless... Unless... The only thing that makes sense is point of conception. Once it's a different DNA, once it, once it is a unique person, you, it's... That's the line. There's no other line that makes sense. Well, it's like uh, how we talked before about and I how think a lot deep of down, people will just use I think deep down, talking points that only work in the moment. They don't really cohere to the entire discussion. Well, exactly. Just, deep down. Oh, yeah. This is not... They are not searching for truth, deep down. They are not searching for logical consistency. They don't want truth. They want a talking point that they can deflect. They want to they excuse what they're doing so they don't have to think about it anymore. They want to just be able to respond to critics. They want to be able to like put this in like this corner of their brain and wall it off and not have to think about it. They're not actually trying to figure out what's true here. They're trying to justify something so they don't have to think about it anymore. And for Carol, she, her unique problem is like, she's, you know, vegan, but pro-abortion. And so she has to make these deluded, like she, she is legitimately going, she legitimately believes that the life of um, a mouse is more important than the life of an unborn baby. She legitimately believes this. And she does not, she can't see how that's just absolutely monstrous. How that is just horrifying. Because her... Morality is completely built on this subjective my choice, my choice, my choice. I want she wants to be God. She's God of her own little world. Her own weird little world. Ugh. Uh, uh, this egg doesn't want to pale. There we go. It's not a painted egg, I have to say. It's just it's a brown it's a um my uh, landlord raises chickens, so I get I get eggs from him. And these are like brown. <laughs> I miss when we were in Montana, they would lay like the speckled eggs and the green eggs. Oh, good. Those are naturally occurring Easter eggs. That's what we call eggs. <laughs> I know you just started reading Carol, but <coughs> what's. How about this? What if you read Carol? I left, huh? What are we thinking? Uh, mm. Hold on. on. I'm, I'm going to try to. Uh, you know, stay with me for a few minutes. I'll see if I can wrap up this. <laughs> Okay, alright, flip to a random page. There's an illustration by some artist. It's a, it's a terrible, like, drawing, but it's like a flock of chickens, and there's, like, there's a nude woman, like, among them, a very hairy nude woman, marching with the chickens, uh, adopting the stance of the chicken. 
Apparently this is supposed to be empowering. This is supposed to make you see chickens as important. But it just makes me think you're a sad, sad human being who has lowered yourself to an animal. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking actually. You gads, Carol, you're miserable. Can you not see how absolutely miserable you are, woman? Chapter 5, Eco-Feminism and the Eating of Animals. It's, it's the same freaking book. Ah, Carol. The social construction of edible bodies. Okay. Um, oh, hey, here's a cool... Uh, so, so Borden, Borden's Milk used to have these ads in magazines back in the 40s where, like, the cows were sort of people. And, um... <laughs> oh, gosh. And she's, she's stuck in the cycle of forced reproduction. She's taking this cute little cartoon and treating it as, as if it's absolutely serious. It's a cartoonish portrayal. It's an anthropomorphization of an animal. And Carol is essentially living in a Disney movie at heart, so this is deeply offending to her. All right. The feminist trafficking, blah, 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 feminist driven animals. Reflections on a stripping chimpanzee on the need to integrate feminism, animal defense, and environmentalism. I was a guest at a surprise birthday party. In the midst of the celebration, music began to play, and a chimpanzee dressed as a stripper was brought into the room. The person who had arranged for the entertainment apologized and said, I didn't know it was going to be like this. He had paid $100 to watch a wonderful, intelligent animal be stripped of all dignity. No, what do you feel about actual monkey... sex workers, no. Carol? How do you feel Hold about on. those? Well, no, that's empowering, McLean. That's empowering. <laughs> oh, um, it's not that the, we were watching a chimpanzee lose its dignity. Uh, uh, monkeys don't have dignity because they are, they are monkeys. Uh, it's that uh, watching a stripping chimpanzee is really weird. I don't I think, think that's why. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's weird. It's really for the weird thing you to think do. It's weird, Carol. Anyway, uh, uh, women going into the sex work is empowering and, and good for society, McLean. Of course. Okay. Are animals to humans as women are to men? Exploring the cultural dualism. It's the same book. Men see women as animals for their consumption. <laughs> Carol is right, right. Let's see here. Uh, just like art by vegans, vegan art. It's just bad. Part three from Misery to Bringing Peace Home, a feminist philosophical perspective on the abuse of women and animals. It's the same book. I'm sorry. I, I keep saying that. I'm getting a little mad because I've, I've I've set out on a quest to you know own every Carol book ever made. But it's when you start reading one and you realize she just wrote the same book again, you start to feel a little gypped. All right, you start to feel a little bit ripped off. Hmm. Implications for feminist peace politics. Institutional violence, feminine ethics, and it's not only is it the same book, but I swear she's writing the same chapter over and over. Ah, uh, it's it's um, I think it's a product of uh, being in a uh, highly you know highly academic. And would she go that? Was she from? Did she go to Harvard or Yale? Which was it? I don't remember. I think it was Yale Divinity School. I think Carol falls into that trap of college writing, where. They, they only know, they only have like a couple things to say, but they, they, they're really good at writing college papers. That long, bloviating, repetitive, just overloaded with garbage, just blah, 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 blah. So like she's mastered that. So her books consist of writing the same paper and over and over and then stapling them together. 
It's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Feminist biblical scholar Elizabeth Frierzina describes a hermeneutics of liberation that sees the Bible as a thoroughly patriarchal book, but also a source of empowerment. The hermeneutics require a dialectic process of blah, 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 buzzwords, buzzwords, buzzwords. Such a dialectic is rarely engaged for understanding or interpreting our relationship with animals. The early passages in which God gives permission to dominate animals and authorizes corpse eating is uncritically accepted as a cultural myth. The same passage that establishes that humans are in the image of God appears to bestow legitimacy on the exploitation. Again, she's doing this thing where she looks at something and goes, Oh, it appears like this is happening. It's like, no, that's what's happening, Carol. What do you mean it appears like, no, that's what's happening? Nothing can be what it is with you. <sighs> we interpret dominion to mean that God gave us permission to exploit animals. We're deflected from concern by believing that we're absolved from the decision. The company did, as Walter Bowie commented, is efficient and This interpretation requires associating blah, 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 blah. What's your counter-argument, you psycho? What's the counter-argument? What's she, the point? She bloviates on and on and on and on about how we interpret it this way. And this is how our culture perceives it. What's your argument? Though a corporate sacred myth, dominant Christian culture offers the idea that because an action of the past was condoned by God and thus the ethical norm, it may continue unchanged and unchallenged into the present time. Because you know how God always changes his mind, you know? This is very characteristic of the old guy. Objectifying the practice of veganism makes it ace blah 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 the meats of blah 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 she Feminist ethics need to ask you the Bible and the idea that humans can't not eat flesh isn't true for us now. What feminist theology advocates for men, animal defenders advocate isn't reconstructed Huh? Okay, so Carol's argument is, yeah, I know like the Bible said we could, and that like it wasn't a sin to eat animals, but because that because we can get beyond meat now, now it is a sin. And now now God it's different now. <laughs> I know I, I feel like we covered this before with some guy on Reddit who was like, yeah, I know like eating meat isn't a sin, but like if you think about it, you have to consider God didn't require it. So then it's up to you to decide whether it's right or wrong, and it's obviously wrong. <laughs> I am God, McLean. I determine reality, I determine morality, I determine uh, what a human being is, if I can kill it or not, but I can't eat animals. That's the one thing I can't do. <laughs> oh, veganism, you're morally incoherent. You make no sense. More stupid art. Uh, there are no appropriate victims. Let the hogs, rabbits, cows, and chicks live. In place of misery, let there be grace. Yeah, Jake, this is fantastic. Like a place of a lot of wonderful here. stuff, delightful. I love to hear it. Um, but I think I might, uh, I might actually, um, I might go actually. Uh, you don't want to hear about theology <laughs> when epistemology creates ontology. I just There's used a bunch of I would rather. That means about. what I'm saying is clearly academic. There's nothing I would rather hear about, Jake. Unfortunately, I you know, no no I'm good actually so. Uh, Hold on, let me yeah, skip with that this. in mind. Uh, blah blah. It's been fun. Oh, it's, it's been real. This but, is praise uh, for animals again. This is the praise for animals thing where God is like God is everything okay. all at once, and so you talk to the Carol ducks and you wrote talk to God, one yeah. book and she just re-edited it, read edits it, and publishes well, it every few years. Here's a wonderful uh, painting of Carol Adams, but her face is made of animals. 
that's delightful. Oh, delightful. That's not gonna... Delightful. But uh, that's it. Okay, that's that's all I got. You know, the wonderful. If but, I uh, may bye. finish, McLean. If I may finish, I need to leave you with this closing thought. All right. All right. Here's what I know about little. Here's what I know about little old ladies. As women age, they become more radical. As men age, they become more conservative. They've learned to listen to their bodies. As women age, they leave flesh out of their diet. Listening to their bodies is something culture actively works against. Western culture hurls epithets at old women, calling them ugly, withered old women, or hags, or cronies. No, Carol. I think that's just what people are calling you. <laughs> you care? Maybe like, ever since I got older, won't... people keep calling me a hag. Carol, this maybe, must be maybe try, put, getting, try incorporating some meat into your diet, Carol. Maybe you won't be looking so withered and haggard. You know, just a thought. Just a thought. Just a thought, Carol. To talk about veganism is to threaten the pillars of patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'll let you go. Where, where, okay, I only let you go if you explain to me where it is you have to be so badly. Uh, uh, Caden wants to go to the store, but she wants me to go with her. Oh, yeah, that trumps Westbros. Oh, yeah, hoes before bros. Is that the new rule? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> West, West hoes. But uh, I gotta make sure she doesn't buy any meat. Man, McLean. Jeez, so we, we talked early on about giving Alicia Johnson okay. the Broly for okay. the Okay, yeah, West yeah, okay. Body. I'm revoking that. I'm revoking I've heard that. this before. I've heard this before, okay? Uh-huh. Ah. This is, we're, we're giving it to Caden. Don't you worry about that. I'll, I'm sure she'll be delighted. There. Actually, I don't uh. think we I don't think we've known each other long enough for me to tell her about West Bros just yet. You've only known this woman for a month and she's already pulling you away from West Bros. Jeez, man. It's been three Stand months. up for yourself. Get a backbone, McLean. Two and a half months. This is pathetic. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. Carol is more important. Carol is more important. Try growing that mustache a little thicker. It might, it might help. The, the yeah, it might help with that. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. See, uh, two weeks from now, three weeks, four years. I don't know. Could be. Oh, McLean, absolutely controlled by that woman. It's ridiculous. Oh, he stopped recording audio. Well, I guess it's up to me then to go with our slash vegan and see what's, what's up with the, uh, what's up with the folks. I feel like the more we cover Carol Adams, the quicker and quicker it becomes to go through her books just because she's writing the same book. So you don't need to focus in on the detail because you've already heard it. So you're just covering like the aberrations at that point. But hopefully, you know, the next the next couple we do are, are different. They're the Carol J. Adams Reader, which is like essays she wrote. Okay, that'll probably be pretty similar. But then they have a book called Defiant Daughters. It's essays by other women who really love Carol Adams. Seems like such an ego trip, because she edited the book, too. It's like an ego thing, but look at all these people who think I'm great. That'll be great. Not much happened over on our slash vegan today. Uh, there's a guy really excited that he had a vegan Easter dinner, and that just sounds sad. <laughs> Very sad. Uh, anyway, um, our slash Vistopia really is where it's at. What was I thinking going somewhere else? Uh, user Dyke of Doom, I'm in love with a carnist, and I want to rip my hair out. Why did I leave my vegan ex? I need my partner to be a vegan communist and child-free. Is it so impossible? <laughs> but let's be honest, those vegan commies, even if they wanted kids, they probably wouldn't have a good track record of creating them. 
Oh, nutritional deficiency. <clears throat> uh, I can acknowledge that someone looks good, but knowing that someone has kissed... Wait, kissing someone who just ate a corpse is gross to me. I don't see how anyone can be emotionally attracted to someone whose values are so different. I agree. That's why I would never date a vegan. I would never date a vegan because you are completely incoherent in your belief system. And it would be just a miserable time trying to create a life together with someone who doesn't know down from up, right from wrong. Humans from animals. Uh, uh Vistopia, a little, little comic strip about pigs talking about how they're about to die. Again, anthropomorphization. Guarantee you zero pigs on the truck to the slaughterhouse. None of them know that they're about to die. None of them do. They're pigs. You psychos. Uh, but this guy says, This comic broke me, and anyone I've shown it to cares more that I cry than the mass murder of animals. Maybe it's because you're an absolute child. Maybe that's why. Uh, has anyone lost faith in religion after becoming vegan? I'll bet a lot of people have, because it is an alternate religion. You, you, didn't, you didn't lose faith in religion, you just converted to a different one. That's all that happened there. Uh, I don't feel welcomed by certain members of churches, and I feel like they dislike me for whatever reason. I even had a net blah, blah, blah. This is weird thing these people do. It's not just the vegans. It's the gays. It's the LGBTs. I want to like church, but they don't accept me. They don't like me. The religion doesn't support people like me. No, you, no. The religion, the church did not change. The church is the same as it's always been. It has the same standards. If the church adjusted to accept your lifestyle, the church will accept you, okay, God loves you as a person, as an individual, but he does not love your behavior. If the church changed to accept your behaviors and your lifestyle and your faulty beliefs, if it incorporated that into it, it wouldn't be the church anymore. It would be something else. It's not the church that isn't accepting you. It's you not accepting the church. You're not accepting the standard. The standard isn't going to change to suit you, and you wouldn't want it to, because then it wouldn't be a standard anymore. Meeting my friend's pet dog broke my heart? because Oh, because she's going to the breeder to have puppies? I'm sure that dog's just miserable. All right. Uh, the awful smell of meat. It stinks. Uh, Carnists make me so mad. Uh, why do non-vegans have so little self-control? Uh, finding fruit to eat is so stressful. Uh, my isolation. Despair as an animal rights activist. I don't like being vegan. I mean, I, mean, I, I will. I will. But being always aware of the constant suffering in the world. Blah, 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 blah. Doing things my own way. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. How do you deal with the constant hate? No, people don't people don't hate you. They think you're wrong and they think you're silly and they want you to stop hurting yourself, actually. Um, you're the ones who hate yourselves. You hate humanity. You hate the human race. You 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 hate giving your body actual nutrition. You're the hateful ones over here, okay? It's it's bizarre, these people. Uh anyway, it's not really fun scrolling dystopia without McLean. Oh, yeah, guy. We gotta do something about that girlfriend situation of his. Mm. Wow, this is I'm, I'm, this is a shirt that I uh, think I'll be weathering quite a few of. This vegan transgender pride flag T-shirt. <sighs> I love how like on these sorts of things where they have like models wearing shirts for sale on Amazon listings or whatever it is. It's like. The model is clearly not the person who would be buying it, because these are just like two like totally normal looking people wearing a vegan transgender pride shirt. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's funny. 
Oh, oh gosh. Um. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so, so you know, you, you know how um the the MTFs, you know, the beautiful ladies, they're always looking for those uh, subliminal YouTube videos and binaural beats to get male breast enhancement. I just typed in vegan transgender on Amazon to see what comes up. Uh, breast enhancement diet, natural curves, vegan meal recipes to achieve bigger breasts and desired body shape. <laughs> this is how I'm finally gonna look like a real woman. Also, I am a real woman. But real women need to have a specific body. That's, that's what I believe. Uh, if you've tried meals in this cookbook and your <laughs> does not increase, then nothing else will. If you are battling breast development leading to an undesirable outcome, there are additional considerations you have will to make. This was not written by someone who speaks English. This cookbook is a great source for such diet. By following meals in this cookbook, you will increase your breasts, but achieve desired body shapes, reduce your tummy, join the leagues of many who have had conditions improved by changing this diet. Why missing out on this diet? Scroll up and click the buy now button to get a copy of this book. This is amazing. This is from 2020? Oh, it's only got two stars, one rating. Um, no, uh, no review though. That's very disappointing. I really wanted to know how to... I really wanted to know if this was helping the trans community. I... Huh. Let's look inside. Marvin Sidwell's the author. Interesting. Uh, I don't think I want to read this out loud. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, this person's calling off from here because he's he's using certain words, very frankly, that you wouldn't use that frankly if you were a native English speaker. You would go, oh, you know, that's not, you know, that's not, you, you don't want to quite talk so openly about that specific thing. You'd, you'd couch it in other terms, but he's just right out in the open about it. <laughs> So, okay, this dude said, what is going on here? This dude said that this was vegan-friendly meals. All of them have, like, cheese and milk in them. I don't... Did, did he mean vegetarian and he got it wrong? Well, no, because here's salmon. Okay, dude. <laughs> All right, dude. He's scamming the vegans over here. I'm upset. I'm quite upset. Maybe that's why I only got two stars. Those were not actual vegan recipes, my friend. I really do think that veganism should get added to the pride flag. I don't know what, I maybe mean, they can have like a, a green letter V somewhere in there. I just, you know, my opinion. Speaking of which, let me just type this in and see what comes up. Um, oh, plant-based news. When you fly the pride flag this month, remember there is still so far to go in achieving basic rights and acceptance. Pride is a protest, and so is veganism. We must keep fighting. Okay, so, <laughs> what in the world? Uh, while the vegan community is celebrating wins following popularity in 2021, the animal agriculture system reigns supreme. Individuals may be ditching meat and dairy like never before. I've, uh, I've seen that success rate. Yeah, 80% of vegans uh, quit being vegan, so I, I wouldn't really hold that very highly if I were you. Uh, brands may be bringing out streams of new plant-based products, but the global meat market is expected to continue its steady yearly rise of 3.5%. It's almost like buying fake 
junk food, buying this uh, soy slop, uh, does nothing for the environment. It just makes you feel good. Hmm, weird. Uh, the meat industry is continuing to tear down rainforests. Yeah, sure. And can be countries are continuing to create and tighten laws outlawing LGBTQ while hate crimes increase. So without without dampering remarkable advances, we must keep fighting. And then it goes on about the history of Pride Month. Uh-huh. In many places around the world, pride is still met with fierce resistance. How are you tying this together? I don't understand. Um, okay... Similar, oh, similar to companies jumping on board the Pride bandwagon in June, stamps of sustainability can be pressed by companies whose actions tell a difference. So they're talking about all these companies making vegan junks. Oh, you guys are buying a brand, and then you're complaining about the brand, but you keep buying the brand, you idiot. Ah, these people. These strong-arm corporations that fall into the lockstep of them, and then they get offended when they realize that they don't actually mean what they're saying. They're just doing this because you're a market to sell to? Hello? Anyway, we should probably just get mad at capitalism or something. Communism! Alright, listen. Once the communist system finally takes over and we throw all this carnus in the gulag, along with all the hom- homophobes and the transphobes, we're gonna have this junk, alright? It's gonna be a brave new world. Yeah, this article just bounces back and forth between gay rights and then, like, plants and slaughterhousing, and somehow it's it's the same thing. I don't know. It's dumb. Don't care. He gets. That's the most pathetic thing I've ever read. Um, so apparently in one of the Thor movies, there was a kiss scene, and uh, uh, Natalie Portman, between Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, I have not seen this movie, but apparently there, there was a kiss scene, and Natalie Portman's vegan, so she made Chris Hemsworth uh, stop eating meat for like the week ahead of, of shooting that scene, so she wouldn't have to kiss him. That's just the most pathetic thing. Come on, Chris. Come on, dude. Really? Really? That's the most pathetic thing I've ever... If you, if you stop eating meat just so you could kiss a girl once... I, I don't think there's a bigger definition of the word soy, cock, soy, but one of those things. Somewhere, there's a, there's a spectrum of words that would describe you. You, you, you can pick and choose your favorite one, but it, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, remember how, uh, who, who was the, who was that Main Street vegan lady? The, the, the sexiest vegan over, whatever it was. Well, guess what? We have a new world sexiest vegan, guys. Transgender man, age 34 from Utah, named PETA's sexiest vegan male of the year. So you know how we've all been hearing that uh, all all these uh, trans, all the MTFs, all the men are winning all these women's awards? Well, finally we have some equality. It's going the other way. Finally a woman is winning the sexiest vegan male award. Finally! A transgender man has been named PETA's sexiest vegan next door. Each year, Peter hands the crowd to one man and one woman, and this year's male winner is 34-year-old Dexter Thomas, a transgender man who grew up on a cattle ranch in Salt Lake City, Utah, before denouncing meat-eating. Again, this is the vegan cowboy thing, like, you grew up on a cattle ranch, where did your parents go wrong? What happened to you? Ugh. Oh, this lady. This lady has screwed herself up. Um, 
I think it's a little easier for the women who decide that they want to look like men. It's a little easier for them to pass because they can, they, they take all the testosterone, they can artificially get the facial hair to grow and it covers up a bit of the face. Like, I'm looking at this one picture. Like, you can tell it's a woman under the beard. Like, you can tell. Like, if she, if she still got the face shape, but the beard, like, and it's not, they're never good beards, by the way. They're always, like, the worst looking scraggly thing. But anyway, um, First glance, though, you probably wouldn't tell, like, at your immediate first glance. But the more you look at it, you think, oh, yeah, that's a woman. That's a woman. So it's just a woman who had her breast cut off and then injected a bunch of testosterone. It's depressing. It's depressing what these people are doing. Ugh. Now, there's some self-hatred right there. Mmm, boy. Okay. Transgender troops tell lawmakers that they increase readiness and lethality in the military. Oh yeah, I know there's trannies in, in that uh, school shooting a few days ago by that uh, crazy tranny. I, it's, uh, yeah, it's a well-known fact that uh, transgenders increase lethality. It's mostly to themselves, I've noticed, the suicide rate, but still, you know, you can't deny the facts. A lot more death does happen when the trannies are around. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh, anyway. Alright, I, I don't know if I have much else here to tell you about. It's, uh, oh, another article about the sexiest vegan next door. That's just delightful. Fact check. Eating impossible burgers won't feminize men. Hey, I ate a soy, I ate, I, I drank a soy, and then, like, five minutes later, I still didn't have, uh, boobs. So, um, I think, uh, it's fine. I think we should just drink this every day for the rest of our lives, guys. Also, we can't figure out why, uh, testosterone levels in men have been dropping steadily for the last, uh, 60 decades. Um... Can't figure that out, but maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll get a handle on that. Maybe maybe if we had more trans... That, see, that's that's the solution. The, the, the testosterone rates are going down. We just need the women to transition to be men, and their testosterone rates will go up to make up for it. We, we just need to switch the sexes. Men should just be women, and women should just be men, and that'll, that'll fix all our problems. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused. Maybe I need to go back and read more of that Carol book. That might straighten me out a bit. Okay, see ya. I didn't kill today. I found a better way. Nobody had to die. They didn't even cry. Smell up.